He's the Sultan of Salary. Money, please. Our very own sports financial guru. When athletes get paid, he's our go-to guy. I'm healthy, stinking rich. He's Mike Gennetti from SpotRack.com. Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com and listen to the SpotTrack podcast weekly. Mike and I drop an episode together uh, together every Thursday afternoon. Mike, I was just going over my top 12 picks in 2024 for fantasy football because I'm a sicko. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I think better than that. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm at least current. I'm keeping up with the dailies. Uh, but look, we're all... Uh, we're, we're, we're all putting our wish list together. I guess you're just part of the game here. Yeah, correct. Uh, it's a it's sort of like a pre-Christmas, end-of-the-year vibe on the show these last couple of days. Tomorrow is our last show of, of 2023. I assume all of the holiday shopping is done for you, or are you a procrastinator just like the rest of us? No, nah, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm a work-from-home guy, so I get to jump on ahead, ahead of things like that. But uh, I'm sure there's something that I forgot that we'll have to trickle in the next couple of days. Don't worry. So Drew Locke, uh, he may have created some value for himself. It's sort of the year of the backup quarterback in the NFL. Do you think this is how we're going to remember the 2023 season when we look back? All these backup quarterbacks getting opportunities and then... Um, it goes back to a conversation that you and I have had in the past, uh, the overall value of the backup quarterback as well. Yeah, I think it will. It's definitely one of the bigger storylines right now, and we'll see if any of this carries into the postseason. That's where, where it really holds some weight, and then we'll see again what happens in March with all these contracts because Drew Locke and Baker Mayfield and Gardner Minshew and, and a lot of them are on one-year contracts essentially. So it's about what they're doing now and what they can make in a couple of months here, which is really what's going to you know, drive this conversation even farther. I saw in your latest podcast episode, you were looking at the financial futures of Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, some interesting names there at quarterback. Was there anything that you discovered in that process that surprised you or something that stood out when you were looking at the future of those four quarterbacks? Yeah, the Baker one really stands out, right? He's playing himself into at least some sort of starting situation, whether it's where he's at or with another team that wants to reset and take what he has. But it's just fascinating. What I did is try to extrapolate what that value might be, and it's it's easier said than done right now. We don't have a middle class with quarterbacks right now. It is $60 million or it is $2 million. So uh, we need players like him. And by the way, we tried to reestablish that this year with Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. And that did not go well. So we're counting on Baker Mayfield to do this again for us in 2024. Um, I'm not sure if that's 20 million, or I'm not sure if that's going to be 10 million plus incentives. We'll see where teams kind of put this, but it's, it's to me, it's one of the more fascinating things about the financials of the football. Um, we got to get this middle class back because not every team in football is paying 60 million for a quarterback. It's just not prudent. It seems like uh, Baker Mayfield has played well enough to earn himself another year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers specifically. This is a team that was in a bad cap situation after Brady left. They pushed all the chips to the middle of the table to win with him. It worked, and now they're dealing with the consequences, and their their players are getting older. If you're going to retool around a quarterback, and you're not ready to, to make that commitment to, to actually upgrade at the position just yet or, or usher in a rookie, isn't he the perfect quarterback for that, even going into next year? Obviously, it's already happening now. Yeah, I, I think Baker's right there, and I, and I hate I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I think Gardner Minshew's in this conversation now too. He has enough experience; he doesn't have the postseason pedigree. 
to some degree, but he has enough experience to at least hang in this conversation. So I think those two players specifically can probably be looking for starter pay, whatever that is, like I said, in this middle class in 2024. You're, pro- you're right. It's probably a one-year, another showcase, one-year, year-to-year situation. But for a lot of teams, especially like Tampa Bay, who are probably sliding backwards in a lot of other areas from a roster standpoint, it's a really nice one-year Band-Aid. We're talking to Mike Gennetti, sports financial analyst from SpotTrack.com. One more on the Bucks. I know I've asked you this before. I will likely ask again. Will Mike Evans be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in 2024? Yeah, that's part of what the podcast kind of got, got into is if Baker's going to stay, you got to keep Mike Evans because those two are now hand in hand. Uh, no, none of this is happening without those two together. So uh, it's not just going to be Baker Mayfield at 15 to 20 million. It's going to be Mike Evans at 25 million too, unfortunately. So it's a big commitment, even if it's for a short term. My answer is yes right now. I don't know why they, in this division where it's winnable, you know, from every angle, I'm not sure why either of those two wouldn't get paid by that organization next March. Derrick Henry implied that his time with the Tennessee Titans could be coming to an end. What do you think the likely, likely outcome is in Tennessee as it pertains to their star running back? Yeah, I think he just walked away here, uh, and he probably should have done that at the deadline, unfortunately, but that didn't, that wasn't the case. They have his backup on the roster already in Spears. He looks like a kid that can take the reins. So it's just about, you know, will, will it be a Delvin Cook type situation? Maybe a little bit less. Uh, probably latching onto a contender. I'm excited for it. I want to see this guy in the right situation, even though he's approaching 30 years old and, uh, a little bit in decline at this point in time. Kind of feels like the perfect Philadelphia Eagle to me. Or they they need to they need someone who can run downhill. Thinking. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it, they'll definitely be in, but there will be others. No question about it. It won't, it won't be like Dalvin where we wait till August. In my opinion, he, he will get snatched up early enough. But one of those big boy teams is going to be in on him. All right. Let's wrap with one in baseball. One more in basketball. The Dodgers offseason continues to turn out the stars. Tyler Glass now the latest to be acquired by the team. The Rays. They typically win in deals like this, and they don't get the sexy side of it. So how do you assess this trade for both sides? Yeah, pretty 50-50. Like you said, this is what Tampa Bay does. They they churn them out, they develop them up, and then before they have to actually pay the real money, they go and get a couple of prospects. They've got um, one of these guys, Ryan Papio, for sure, is going to be a, a player for this Rays organization. One of those guys where we're rolling our eyes in August because he's he's twenty you know he's nearing twenty wins or something like that. But um, both these prospects should have legitimate starting forty man presence over the next couple of seasons. And uh, Glasnow gets a heck of a deal from the Dodgers. Basically, eats up that mo- that tax money that Shohei Otani saved them in terms of the deferred payments. Draymond Green suspended indefinitely for the Warriors. The NBA is going with a unique approach, telling him that essentially he needs to go get therapy in, in order to make his way back. How much does he stand to lose if he can't prove to the league that he can get his act together quickly? Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be fairly long-term here, and there is actually a threshold, right? The longer you're suspended, the more you lose. It's, it's mm. part of the mathematical calculation. Uh, so it, assuming it's a little bit longer than normal, uh, about $200,000 per game is what he'll, he'll get, he'll get uh, forfeit. Um, and then from there, that's actually significant tax savings for the Warriors, which is a big deal to a team that's in the middle of the road standing-wise. So it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's uh, it's something we want to see resolved, but there is some financial ramifications for the Warriors. So is he not losing a complete game check every time he misses? If it, if the number changes, then I would think he's not missing 100% of his, of his pay. 
No, it's it's a funky calculation that that extrapolates out based on practice days and things like that. There's a there's a number to it. There's a it's a it's a really nerdy portion of the CBA if you want to dive into it. But uh, we do have an article on Spider.com that actually lays it out for you, so you don't have to go looking too far. Well, there you go. That's what the podcast is for. We'll dive deeper on Thursday. Mike Tanetti, sports financial analyst, the best in the game. Find his work over at SpotTrack.com. Our final uh, our final visit with you in 2023. Uh, always appreciate what you bring to the show. You were guest number one when this show started back in 2019, and I haven't regretted it for a single second. Thanks so much, Mike. Been a blast. Have a great holiday, man. Coming up next, we got tea time right around the corner. But first, let's chat about our go-to source for social gaming at its finest, 